0: Thank you for listening to Christian Family Church Podcast. Here at CFC, our mission is to live and communicate the power of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to the world around us. From wherever you're listening, we hope you'll be encouraged by this week's message. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God, we just thank you so much for your amazing love for us, Lord, that never changes, Lord, that endures through every circumstance, Lord, that you are here with us, Lord, through every season that we go through, Lord. And God, we just thank you for moving in our hearts and our lives today, Lord God, for anyone that's struggling, for those that have had great excitement through the week, Lord God, we just ask that you would have your way in us, Lord, at this time. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God. We just thank you. We just acknowledge your Holy Spirit's presence in us and with us as we gather together. and Lord, we invite you to, to do a work in us, Lord, this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, it's 21, or is it, tw- I always get confused here, it's sun- Christmas is on a Sunday, so is it 20 days or is it 21 days till Christmas? 20, Or is it 20 sleeps? 20 sleeps, I, I feel like it's 20 then, I don't know, 20 sleeps, 21, 21 days, it's almost Christmas! <laughs> Isn't that exciting? All the kids have already gone out, no? <laughs> Christmas is about Jesus though, it's about the celebration, it's about remembering what Christ has done, that he came to the world he created, that he gave himself, he came to seek and save the lost, that Jesus has changed the world, that's what Christmas is about, that's why we say we celebrate Christmas every day, if you want to celebrate Christmas every week, come to church (laughs) and it wasn't just the world that he changed either, But Jesus actually wants to change your world and my world. He wants to have a personal relationship with you and I. You know, Jesus' life has been more influential on the world than probably, some people might argue, other characters in history, but I would say than anyone else in history without any doubt. Two billion people around the world today claim to be followers of Christ. And Christ's coming has changed the world, and he's certainly changed my world. I don't know know about you. (laughs) For most of us, he has. This morning, the title of my message, and over the next couple of weeks up to Christmas, we're going to be looking at this series, Joy to the World, because Christ has come. Joy to the world. Joy has come to the world. I want to read from Luke chapter two as we think about what happens as the shepherds met with the angels and then with Jesus. We're going to read it together from Luke chapter two. If you've got your Bibles there, I encourage you to open it up and uh, read along. Luke chapter two and verse one. It says, "At that time in the Roman emperor, at that time the Roman emperor." Sorry, I can't see completely clearly right now. So Lord, just give me eyes to see what I'm reading today. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. That's a notable point that's making. We're not going to go there today, but and because Joseph was a descendant of King David, another very important point. He had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, another important point, David Ancient's home. He travelled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee, again, another important point. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger The Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you'll recognize him by this sign. You'll find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others. Can you imagine it? The armies of heaven praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven the shepherds said to each other let's go to Bethlehem, let's see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. What a moment. I'm so glad they decided to go and see because otherwise it would have been like oh I wonder did it happen but they went and they found and they saw and they testified of what they discovered and what had happened to them that night. You know, church, Jesus came to bring great joy to all people. Point number one. Jesus came to bring great joy to you and the person beside you. And every other person living on the planet, he came to bring joy to all people. But can I be honest, we all face challenges, we all go through stuff, don't we? We all have things happen at times that want to steal our joy, that wants to distract us from that joy. You know, the enemy comes like a thief to steal, kill and destroy, destroy, like a roaring lion. He wants to distract us. He wants to shift our attention away from what Christ has done. But can I just say, the challenges that we face don't change the victory Jesus already won. The challenges we face don't change the joy that Jesus came to bring us. And many of you know my journey over the last few weeks. And just to share with anyone who hasn't heard, about three weeks ago, I, I went into the doctor to, to have a bit of a skin check. And a little side note, if you've been putting off that skin check, you've been thinking, I should get that thing checked out. And you haven't, go and do it. Book in. Go on and get it checked out. Because uh, the next day I was seeing a surgeon and a couple of days later I was uh, being operated on, and they cut out a, a, a mole thing that I've had. It's like a freckle I've had for years and years, um, about 20 cent coin size on my leg, on my, on my thigh. Ouch, I shouldn't have hit that. Um, <laughs> and uh, basically cut it out, and I'm like, awesome, great, that's dealt with. It's probably nothing. And if it was, it's taken out. Should be right, awesome. Um, and I think I shared that it, uh, it came back, the, it was a melanoma. And everyone I've spoken to in the hospital, every time they see me and they talk to me, they go, Andrew, it was fairly deep. <laughs> and you, you sort of get that impression every time they repeat it over and over again. I was like, Andrew, it was fairly deep. <laughs> so I go, okay, that sounds like that's important, and it is. Um, but basically, I came back, needed more surgery, so I had another surgery a week and a half, they're about to go. I can't remember, it's a blur. Um, and... Basically, the area around it that they took out came back all clear. Uh, the, the, the lymph gland biopsy that they took, um, the surgeon actually said to us on Friday when we were getting the report, he said, actually, as I was taking it out, I thought, this is quite large and, and swollen and he didn't say, he thought it was, but he was quite surprised, he said, when the biopsy came back all clear. And I just want to give praise to God and say thank you for <laughs> praying. Um, God is so good and uh, yeah he was he was surprised I, I think his honest answer would be to say that came back all clear and i also cut out a, a cheese wedge out of my eye he probably can't even notice that they're from there can you no no can't even notice andrew um, and praise god that that was a mess but it's healing up great and he, again he said oh, i'm actually quite surprised how it's looking and i said thanks god again um uh, that I had stitches over my eye, kind of holding my eyelid up so it didn't just flop down and they had it stitched together and I've actually got stitches still in the back of my eyelid rubbing against my eyeball so I'm kind of trying to look at you through you know when you've got s- sand in your eye? Yeah, that's been my last three weeks. Anyway, <laughs> um, why was I saying that? Um, <laughs> we all face challenges that distract us. <laughs> And look, to be honest, I actually wrote this message just a couple of days before I went, went in for the second surgery. Um, and I'd love to say that, look, God has totally, just the whole way through, I've just been rejoicing and, and totally joyful the whole way through. But I'd be I'd be lying if were, I didn't say there were moments of just, just feeling a little numb, of just feeling not overwhelmed, but just little moments of, but what if this is the case? What if that is going to happen? Um and actually just to share a little part of the journey, that when I went in for the, the first biopsy report, um, I'm sitting there waiting for them to take the stitches out of my eye. and my, my, I had another one on my neck. It was like all good. Um, got more to take off still, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> um, and I'm waiting there for them to take the stitches out, but the, the, the doctors come in first to give me the report, and they're looking at the computer, and they're reading all the stuff and reading for a little while. And uh, then she says, oh, just let me go and get my boss so I can... Make sense of what all this makes, all this says. I'm sort of like, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> uh, so she's gone out. So I'm sort of starting to sweat a little bit, and then uh, the nurses come in to take the stitches out. And uh, I may have had a little moment of turning a little green and uh, looking around the room for a bucket. I didn't vomit, but uh, I had some moments through the last few weeks. Let's just say that. And uh, they were very kind. Thanks God for nurses and doctors and people that look after. Amen. Yeah, we are blessed with an amazing health system in Australia. Um, it's fantastic. But Let's be honest, sometimes we go through things that make it difficult to live in the joy that Jesus came to bring. And I just want to ask you today, what are you afraid of today? What's the thing that you're possibly tempted to focus on instead of what Christ has done for you? What is the thing that is is just robbing you of the full freedom of joy, of peace that Christ came to bring you this Christmas? What is it that's just distracting you, just distorting the truth of what Christ has done? I just, just want to give you a moment to really think and say, what is it, Lord? If you're feeling flat, if you're feeling discouraged, if you're feeling overwhelmed, Lord, what is it that I'm allowing to steal that joy this morning I really just want to share a few scriptures that have helped me over the last few weeks, to be honest. It's things that have helped me live in that joy, even through the journey. And I've got to be honest, it has mostly been a pretty joyful journey, just knowing I have a church family around me that's supporting me and encouraging me. I got to, Two weeks ago, being here and sharing the news with you, I just felt in God that it was right to be honest and open about that Um as I shared about the Good Samaritan, talking about how God's called us into a we and not just to be focused on me. I felt so blessed. I went home that day just rejoicing that I have a family of God around me, that we can do life together, that we can have people praying for us and supporting us. To have you as my brothers and sisters in Christ. Wow, what a family. Hey We're a quirky bunch, but hey, we're pretty. it's pretty cool. But can I just point out too that for us to enjoy the fullness of that, we've also got to be a little vulnerable. And I really felt in God to to share my journey with you in the hope that you might share your journey. You don't have to share it with the whole church, but with someone, with with someone that will stand with you and pray with you. Because we're not called to do this journey on our own. We have been called into the body of Christ And God doesn't want you to do this journey on your own. Maybe you're watching the live stream this morning at home and you're sitting there by yourself. Maybe you're sick, maybe you couldn't be here today, but I want to encourage you to be a part of the body of Christ. I mean, I've been able to enjoy the live stream sometimes when I've had to be home, but God has called us into a body. I just want to read from Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin... I've got to be saying, fear can be a sin. If we allow fear to be our driving force, we are sinning. Dear brothers and sisters, if we, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. Who is it that's godly? anyone who has been forgiven by the Lord Jesus Christ. If your sin has been washed away, if you know Jesus is your saviour, you have been called to gently and humbly help your brothers and sisters in their need. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. Pay careful attention to your own work for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else for we are each responsible for our own conduct. Those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachers sharing all the good things with them. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. We're told, share each other's burdens. Help each other in the journey. But it also says we're all responsible for our own journey. In other words, help others, but don't expect each other to help don't don't expect others to carry your own burden, but when they do, praise God. And we harvest what we plant. If we are a impenetrable fortress, if we don't let people in, we will reap what we sow. God, help us to be vulnerable. God, help us to be open with one another in a right way, in in the right time with the right people. You don't have to share everything with everyone. What a beautiful picture of the the, the church being the church. And I've got to say, I, I, I debated putting anything on Facebook and I felt to put something on Facebook about my journey. I just gave thanks to God for the testimony that was given through your prayers for me online. And all my non-Christian friends that are seeing your prayers and your praise to God for what He's doing, I, I just I was just so excited reading all the comments and seeing that one, seeing that comment, and going, yes, touch their heart, Lord, draw their heart, Lord. It's cool. Anyway, um, when I was over in Adelaide just recently, I, I shared my journey with uh, Pastor Bill Vassilakis, Bill, Bill I should say his full name, um, a national chairman, and, and he's had his own cancer journey. And just sharing that and being honest and open with him. Um, He was uh, encouraging me, and let me know, Andrew, you've joined a special club, a club you never wanted to join, Um, and some of you are part of that club as well, the cancer community, and it's a a club you never want to be a part of, but there's a a special bond that once you've been through that journey, you you know a little bit of what that journey is like, and some of you have been through a whole lot more than I have. And... uh, over the, the next few days uh, he rang me a couple of times and, and just encouraged me and just wanted to support me and, and he shared a couple of, couple of verses with me that I wanted to actually want to share with you today. Because Jesus came to bring joy and peace to your heart. And this is a, a verse that I've stuck up, actually it's stuck on the, the glass of the shower and each morning I've been reading this and just praying through this scripture. And maybe you need to do the same. Philippians chapter 4. Verse 6 and 7 it says, Don't worry about anything. Anything is a really all-in-capturing word, isn't it? <laughs> Don't worry about anything. You know, in life and in death, we have nothing to fear. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. And his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I've been loving that scripture the last few weeks. and If you've been going through something, if you're facing something, if you know you're just not living in the peace and joy that Jesus came to bring, I encourage you. Write up that verse, stick it somewhere, stick it on your mirror, stick it in your kitchen, um, put it somewhere to remind you not to worry about anything. It says pray about everything. Now just got got to pause for a moment and think about who's writing. This is Paul. This is Paul who's been tortured, he's been whipped, he's been beaten, he's faced every kind of suffering you could imagine. He's He's gone through it all and he's saying, don't worry about everything, anything but pray about everything. It's like, wow, that's a, that's a big statement, Paul. But God is able. And to be honest, the next line I've struggled with just a little bit. Have yeah, we still got that up there? Tell God what you need. And I, I read that and I sort of thought, God, I don't like telling you what I need because I know you, need, you know better what I need than I think I need. But It's been humbling for me as I pray through this to actually say, God, this is what I think I need and to hand over those requests, to say, God, I I want your peace. God, I want your healing. God, I want your your joy. God, I I want my kids not to be afraid in this journey. God, I want this for your church. I want you to strengthen these ones. God, I want to see you glorified through this. God, I want to see other people healed of their cancer through this. I wonder, God, what what do you want God to do in your situation? Maybe it can actually fuel your prayers as you actually be honest and open and and let that fuel your prayer life. What do you want God to do in your life? But even as we pray that, I, I just am so aware, God, but do your will be done. It says, and thank him for all he has done. I'm saying, God, please heal my body, make me well, strengthen me, Lord. But God, thank you that I have the victory in heaven and that I have victory in life or death. And God, I thank you for what Jesus has done. God, I thank you for the peace that I have in you. We can thank him in every situation and circumstance. Amen? Amen? Amen. Every heartbeat is a gift from Him. Every breath we have is a gift from Him. And as we pray that, as we do that, it says, then you will experience God's peace. And I can testify that that is my reality this last few weeks. As I've prayed these things, as I've focused on this scripture, it says, His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. We don't pray the prayer then go out and just live in our own strength. But we want to go out and continue each bit of the day, each part of the week in Christ living in a real, in, in an awareness and a in a relationship with him through the week. Church, I want to encourage you at this time. You know, we can talk about God, we can talk about prayer, but I want to encourage you come to God in prayer this Christmas. Come to God in prayer. Make time to spend it with God and pour out your heart. Go through this scripture. Go through the Lord's Prayer. Take time to stop and pray. Because I've got to be honest, I think as Christians we can talk about prayer, we can talk about God, we can even read the Bible, but not stop and talk with him enough. What a gift that we can talk with our creator God in heaven. That he hears our prayers. I was just reading this morning, I didn't write it down, about how, how he, he, he bottles our tears. He, he knows every prayer. He hears every cry. We had a seniors morning tea a couple of weeks ago and I was so blessed as, as people shared little bits of their journey as we shared the time together, bits of their stories and how God's worked in their lives. And I shared from Psalm 118, and I've got to say, how awesome is God? If you've spent any time on a regular basis reading the Word of God, and let's be honest, there's seasons when you read the Word of God and you're really doing it out of an obedience to what God's calling. Does anyone know what I mean? Anyway, sometimes we, we read it and, and we don't feel like it's speaking to us in the same way as other times. But if you've spent any time on a regular basis reading the Word of God, there are days when you open the Word of God and you just think, wow, God, how did you know I was going through this today? How did the plan kind of work out? God, Yeah, when did you work out that this was going to be in the plan? So I'd read it today to answer what I'm going through today. I just want to read um, a couple of scriptures, and I'm going to finish up with these scriptures, maybe if the band wants to come. Psalm 118. Uh, This was in our... Our CFC daily Bible reading plan. If you haven't got a copy, there's still some copies on the back table there. If you don't know where to start, grab a plan and just read along with us. Psalm 118 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Let all Israel repeat, his faithful love endures forever. Let Aaron's descendants, the priests, repeat, his faithful love endures forever. Let all who fear the Lord repeat, his faithful love endures forever. Let anyone who's had a bad week this week repeat, his faithful love endures forever. In my distress, I prayed to the Lord and the Lord answered me and set me free. The Lord is for me, so I will have no fear. What can people do to me? What can sickness do to me? What can anxiety do to you? Can you hear how I was reading the scripture going, God, you are so good. <laughs> yes, the Lord is for me. He will help me. I look, I will look in triumph at those who hate me. Now, sometimes I think the things that hate us aren't people and situations and circumstances and our attitudes about things, our sickness. Verse 8, it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in people. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. Though hostile nations surround me, though sickness, though thoughts, whatever it might be, I destroyed them all with the authority of the Lord. Yes, they surrounded and attacked me, but I destroyed them all with the authority of the Lord. They swarmed around me like bees, they blazed against me like crackling fire, but I destroyed them all with the authority of the Lord. My enemies did their best to kill me. But the Lord rescued me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. Maybe you need to write that down. Psalm 118 and verse 14. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. It is real. It is true. It is done. Songs of joy and victory are sung in the camp of the godly. Not will be. They are sung. In the camp of the godly are they being sung in your house today the strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things the strong right arm of the Lord is raised in triumph the strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things I will not die instead I will live to tell what the Lord has done the Lord has punished me severely but he did not let me die Open for me the gates where the righteous enter, and I will go in and thank the Lord. These gates lead to the presence of the Lord, and the godly enter there. I thank you for answering my prayer and giving me victory. The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. This is the day the Lord has made we will rejoice and be glad in it let that be our prayer let that be our declaration please lord please save us please lord please give us success bless the one who comes in the name of the lord we bless you from the house of the lord the lord is god shining upon us take the sacrifice and bind it with cords on the altar You are my God and I will praise you. You are my God and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Thank you, Jesus. I feel like it's so important not to miss the sacrifice that's been bound with cords and put upon the altar. Maybe there's something you feel like, God, if you'll do this, then my life will be okay. But I want to encourage you to bring that thing and put it on the altar before God today and say, God, even if this doesn't happen, I will praise you. Because you are good, you are God, and you are worthy of all praise. Thank you, Jesus. I've got a whole heap of other scriptures here. I might just read a couple. Do you know this morning, uh, sorry, Friday morning, The the reading for the day when I was going to get my results was give thanks to the Lord, give thanks to the Lord, give thanks to the Lord, give thanks to the Lord. Just repeated it over and over again. Psalm 136. Just a couple of short ones. (laughs) Psalm 93. For the Lord is king, he is robed in majesty. Indeed the Lord is robed in majesty and armed with strength. The world stands firm and cannot be shaken. Your throne, O Lord, has stood from time immemorial. You yourself are from the everlasting past. The floods have risen up, O Lord. Have a guess when I read this one. The floods have lifted their pounding waves, but mightier than the violent raging of the seas, mightier than the breakers on the shore, mightier than any waves that might come against you. The Lord above is mightier than these. Your royal laws cannot be changed. Your reign, O Lord, is holy forever and ever. Psalm 95, verse 1. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock our salvation. Let us come to Him with thanksgiving. Let us sing psalms of praise to Him. For the Lord is a great God, a a great King above all gods. He holds in His hands the depth of the earth and the mightiest mountains. The seas belong to him, for he made it. His hands formed the dry land too. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God. We are the people he watches over, the flock under his care. What an awesome God we have. What an awesome saviour we have. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. And he came to seek and save those who are lost. This morning, let's come and worship him as we come to a close. Let's come and bow down because he is our God. He is our saviour. He is our king. I I, I think I could finish every sermon I do with the the old hymn, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. (laughs) We're not going to sing it this morning. It's a good song. (laughs) Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full into his wonderful face whatever you're going through today turn your eyes upon Jesus if you've never surrendered your life to Jesus this morning turn your eyes to him see what he did for you and surrender to him hand your life over and say God lead me where you want to go lead me where you want to take me have your way in me and just as the band sings this song we're going to sing the song Anchor I think isn't it? yep, cool I have this hope as an anchor for my soul in every storm so next line. <laughs> I will hold to you. That's Thank you. <laughs> I just want to encourage you as we come to a close, just to, to let this be a time of prayer with you and him. Just to, to, to hand it all over, to worship him, to thank him, and just to declare that our hope is in him. Amen. Let's stand. And we're going to sing this together. Lord God, we just thank you that you came to the world you created Lord, you declared through the angels that you came to bring joy to all people. And Lord, we pray today that you would have your way in us. Lord, we hand over every every challenge, every sickness, every discouragement, every lie of the enemy, Lord, that would want to discourage and distract and distort the truth of what you've done. And Lord God, we invite you to have your way in us. Lord, we hand over the things that we've been longing for we hand over the the desires we have and lord we 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 acknowledge this is what we want but god we ask that you be glorified through us in jesus name we pray amen